Hello, this podcast is sponsored by Now Alchemy. Now Alchemy is an amazing company that has formulated the most powerful substance in our body that was taken way back in the Egyptian era known as the food of the gods. Not only does it bring in balance, happiness, and increase your intuition, it decalcifies your pineal gland, which opens up your third eye and increases your light body, allowing your consciousness and your awareness to be open and aware of everything that is going on. The high-level mineral source, which we need today on our planet, is so important. With the fact that the earth itself has been overturned so many times with all of the farming industries, that we do not have access to the rich ormus that is available in this planet. And thanks to now alchemy, we do. We now have the sustenance that our body needs that is brought in from the Himalayan mountains and the Dead Sea. Ormus, which is powerful energy source that moves through your body and brings together a whole synthesis of information to every part of your body. By bringing this mineral source, you are nourishing your body at a cellular level. I love the company for what it stands for and its ethics. And it has been a sponsor of Ancient Wisdom Today podcast since the beginning. And that's why I always ask the tribe to support the sponsors who are sponsoring this show because I go through each of the sponsors with strong ethics and integrity to make sure that whatever they are bringing forth is in align to the planet and into you and for all of us so that we can grow and have health and wellness in our lives. Ormus's company spends a lot of time with advanced scientists, naturopaths, and doctors and herbalists to formulate a sourcing technique that brings in the highest quality of organic ingredients from the most mysterious and desolate countries in order to bring the magic in the bottle, which is Ormus. Now alchemy is not just for health and wellness community, but for all people seeking to become their greatest version of themselves. And I've been taking this product for many months, and it has been such an addition to my shamanic love that I bring to the world. And how I bring love into the lives of people is by keeping myself healthy and happy and lifted and shifted. By bringing the highest source of minerals in my body, I am able to hold a high vibration of energy and light when doing healing work or when I'm speaking to large groups of people and when I'm here lit and doing Ancient Wisdom Today podcasts. So I invite you to experience the amazingness of Ormus. They have so many powerful selections that you can choose from, from 24 karat gold Ormus to Shilajit to nano-enhanced CBD to Elysium, each bringing a different blend of energy to your body. And I honestly say that this company is really changing the lives of people. Ever since I've mentioned them and shared them with all of the people in the tribe, I've been getting letters and letters of people's lives that have been changing. And not to mention the fact that those who have had suffered so many times from PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, confusion, fog brain, and all of these other symptoms that have been plaguing us because of the onslaught of aggressive energies on our planet. By taking Ormus, these things are cleared, neutralized, and allowing you to have more balance and groundedness in who you are, as well as enhancing your mind so that you're able to think clearly and have a stronger focus. You can get Ormus by contacting www.com 
N-O-W-A-L-C-H-E-M-Y.com. That's www.nowalchemy.com. And if you use the code SHAMAN, you'll get 11% off every purchase you make. I'm so happy, tribe, that we are putting beautiful things in our body because putting beautiful things in our body is putting beautiful things in our mind and our spirit. And that allows us to shine and radiate our truth in this world as leaders. I love you. Enjoy the share. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And I am so happy that you are on this planet and that you are powerful, intellectual, amazing innovators of love consciousness on planet Earth right now to shift and lift us to greater possibility. I am so happy that you're alive, tribal members, because each and every one of you has a seed of light inside of you that is meant to be planted into the knowledge of humanity so that we can grow and prosper and enrich ourselves with more community and more foundation built on love. And I just want you to know if anyone hasn't told you today that they love you, let me be the first. I love you so much. And I am so happy that we've taken this journey together. I have so much to learn from you. We have so much to learn from each other. And that's what makes our tribe so strong. So thank you for being here on today's share. And also, I am very, very, very happy because when we talk about living our lives and we're operating in that place of what does it mean to truly have wellness in our life? Is it mean eating healthy or doing yoga or doing practices that support wellness in what we've been taught in the wellness community? Or is wellness really about a wellspring of love and nurturing and understanding and bringing knowledge that is adapted from cultures and understandings from all over the world to create a true language that we all associate with and how we carry out our lives and how we live our lives. And one of the wonderful, powerful women who are do- who's doing that in the world is Milana Snow. Milana Snow is the founder of the Wellness Official. She's a pioneer in the wellness community globally. And when I say globally, that means that not just in one place, she's traveling the world, meeting with all types of people, setting up ways for people to get into wellness in a way that is enriching and enlivening and gives them sustainable health, sustainable joy, and sustainable love in their life. And that's what true wellness is about, is sustainability for the human nature. So I'm so happy to welcome to today's share, Milana Snow. Thank you. Wow. I love that. That means so much. And to hear such a global human like yourself share the global ambassador role. 
that means a lot. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for being in today's share. So one of the things I want to say, what is, what is the, uh, the wellness official? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So it's a marketplace that will be launching later on this fall. And it's essentially a multi-vendor marketplace for different holistic practitioners and brands and studios all over the world to be able to share their products, their services, and their events with potential clients all over the globe. So each individual store could have everything from appointments, like private sessions, retreats, events, and products like, you know, crystals or teas. We have shamans from the Amazon, actually, that will be joining the site to Reiki healers and teachers in London and Barcelona and Sydney. So it's really going to be an amazing place for a community to come together and to be able to exchange and commune. I love that. So you're making uh, you're making people more visible. Yes, you're giving them a voice, yes. and you're giving them a platform yes. in which to be able to share their their beautiful gems and diamonds and rubies and all of yes. these beautiful yes. creations of the soul. Yes, it it really is a platform in every sense of the word. And I think one of the things that's really important for for me in this is that we are giving space for people to exchange. So it's not just monetary exchange, it's also the ability to be able to exchange information with people all over the world in the wellness community, but also people who are new to the wellness community. So creating that space where that exchange can actually happen and it can happen on a global scale. Nice. So you're creating also a social hub. Yes. Which is very important. It is. Because we are we are we are at a point right now in our evolution where we have to weed out a lot of the data and informational streams that are not supporting what true wellness is. I agree. What what would you say has been the difficult thing that you have come across in your 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 travels in, you know, dealing and um, operating with different people from all different walks of life. What do you feel has been the difficulty that people struggle with when it comes to truly embodying this, this new uh, experience of life when it comes to health and wellness? Yeah, I would say, you know, I work with mostly city dwellers. So I travel a lot to New York, London. Um, I'm here in L.A., Barcelona, Paris, Milan. I think what I've noticed in these major cities, um, mostly between the US and European countries, is that there is such an addiction to being plugged into those systems. And, and being plugged into the system of being a city dweller and being in that frequency of busyness seems to be the number one deterrent from actually being really present and whole. And uh, like recognizing that you are whole. And it seems to me that the biggest disconnect is really around identifying with this like city energy of constant need, constant struggle, constant forcing. And so one of my, you know, greatest joys with working with people individually, but also as the founder of Wellness Official is to help facilitate the space for people to come back to themselves and realize that they don't need that energy to thrive. And in fact, that that is typically the antithesis of thriving. It's usually surviving, even if you're quote unquote doing well in these major cities. So I think that staying in that energy of I need, I got to keep up, let me make this happen, seems to be very much tied to city living. Right. And if we can transcend that in the city, then that's, whoa, true. That That's wellness because then you can spread that energy much faster and wider. Yeah. You mentioned the frequency of, of busyness and I completely understand what you're saying. 
What do you think is that frequency and why are people getting caught in it? I think it has a lot to do with this a system of, of not being enough that really seems to um, perpetuate not being enough. So this this idea of I need to do, I need to be, I need to have, I need, I need, I need, and and then that being perpetuated by busyness, it fuels the economy that we have right now. So, you know, if you feel like you need to look a certain way, so you go and buy certain clothes instead of, I buy this piece because it expresses a part of me and it feels beautiful and powerful and amazing, or it's activating, that's a very different energy. So it so it, it's not to say that we can't participate in this economy or this system, but doing it with power instead of busyness or need. It's like when I buy something, I buy something from a choice or from inspiration instead of this, I need to buy this or I need to do this work so that I can get this or so that I can have this or I can be here because I need to catch up. I need to be enough. So when you take that out, the enoughness, then things are coming out of inspiration and flow and from activation. And I think that that then changes the way the economy works. And that's where I believe we're going. I like that. And so uh, I, I would call that authentic guidance, right? Authentically guided. Yeah. Right? Because you're you're operating not from the place of need, but you're operating from a place of of truly operating your awareness into the things that you're getting involved in from that true authentic place, which is literally creating a much more different experience, as you said, versus buying something because you're told that it's going to make you hot or get you're going to get the man or you're going to totally. be cool or whatever. Like I wore this outfit for you today because I, I like I wanted to shine this way and I wanted to share something that like this. You guys can't see what I'm wearing right now, but I'm wearing this really interesting like long vest. And I, I was like, I want to wear this to go and be with Derek because it just feels good. Like the way that we can connect with with this almost uh, like this energy that I put around myself. Like there's something different about it, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it was coming into like, ooh, there's this powerful man that I get to come with my power and share and commune with. And so I get to activate that even more with my clothes. So it looked like changing that paradigm from like, and there's definitely been times, don't get me wrong, where I've, let me put this on so that I can fit in. Let me put this on so that like people think that I get them or that we're in the same, like that I, I, I fit into that space or let me have my hair a certain way so they can see me a certain way. And when, when you change out of that mindset, then when you choose things to put on, it's, it's actually no longer about material vibrations. It's just straight activation of energy. Does that absolutely? I, I, you know, you're bringing up a lot of thoughts for me, and I wear my Metallica shirt so you can see my boyish nature. (laughs) I noticed it. I did, and your necklace too. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a big kid. I'm a big guy, (laughs) Mister Guy. You know, just the guy next door guy. Uh, So yeah. So basically, you know, what I get from that, and what just came down to me was just the whole idea of, you know, even as a shaman you know, going into different social groups, if I'm in the Hamptons or different things, you know, it's a, the way I dress, people respond or communicate with me based on how I dress, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, you know, sometimes I'll just wear like a really cool t-shirt, rock and roll t-shirt, ripped up jeans. And I did this one experiment uh, once because I, I got tired of like 
the people and their 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 ideas of how things are supposed to look. So I did this one thing called, you know, not judging people, but really understanding the soul. So it was this workshop I did and I dressed mm-hmm. up like a B-boy. You know, like I had my baggy, like saggy pants hanging off my butt, you know, and I had like big hat on with the part with the tag on it, you know, and did the whole thing. And everyone was sitting down, you know, and when I started, I was like, yo, so, you know, we're here. I'm Shaman Durek, y'all. And uh, we about to, you know, get real deep in this, you know, and everything. And people literally started to walk out. No, they started to walk out. And as they got closer into the door, I screamed out, I got you. This is why you're here today, because this is what this course is about. It's about stop judging people and stop classifying people through your judgment of what you think about them intelligent-wise, what you think about them as far as their emotional um, capacity, and what you think about them in their evolution based upon what they're wearing. Yeah, And people couldn't believe it. They thought that I was really, this is what they were actually, this is going to be Shaman Durek. A lot of times I'll get people who say to me things like, you know, you speak so eloquently, you know, that's so interesting. And I find it's very fascinating because we've gotten so caught up in this idea of what something is supposed to look like Mm -hmm. versus understanding what it really is. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? I love that we're taking this here because I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. I think that very often when I walk into my healing sessions, especially I do a lot of group healings. People are not expecting me to wear a mini skirt and a tank top or or whatever. Or I've also found as a founder of a tech company that I'd say the number one response that I get often is you, it's your company. I've had a lot of people look at me and say, wait, wait, you started this. And I know without a doubt, it's because of the way that I look without a doubt. And it used to really bother me. It used to make me feel like I needed to prove something. Like, can't you tell that someone like me could do something like that? And then I realized, no, this is like the greatest honor to get to show people through experience that yes, someone like me can start a tech company, an international website and platform. And I think, you know, if we can really be ourselves and and again, move from these places of feeling like I choose to be, I, I choose this energy to put on and to emit. And and I let people be where they are when they receive it. It has nothing to do with me when someone sees me in this like short skirt and a dress or whatever. It has nothing, if it's coming from a place where I'm grounded and I'm fully aligned with who I am because I've done my own inner connected work, then what happens is people start to transform when they interact with me because they're not just picking up on the visuals, they're picking up on the energy as well. So that's been really interesting for me. And and on so many levels, not just because of my hair, which I have curly hair, and I find that that has its own influence with people, but also just being a woman of color, being a woman, being a young woman that looks a certain way. I've had a lot of people who say, oh, you must be a dancer because you have long arms and legs, or oh, wait, you must be a model, or whatever it is. I love for people to pigeonhole me like that Mm -hmm. because the moment that they realize it's not what they thought, their whole world starts to shift. So if anybody's listening to this and this hits any kind of soft spot for you, it's like whoever you are, wherever you are, really, it's really about being in your own resonance and then stepping out into the world with that because you are changing people's paradigm when you do that. Mm, I love that. I call it the no-prove groove. I like that. 
Yeah, the like no-proof groove. That way you just stay in the no-proof groove. You don't have nothing to prove to anyone. You don't have to jump through anyone's hoops. You don't have to do any song and dance. You're not a puppet. You're not a doll. You're not some mannequin. You're you. And you, know, and you stay in the no-proof groove when you recognize that you're not here to meet the approval of anyone on this planet. Yeah. You are here to say, this is my reflection of God as you see it. I love that. Isn't that, isn't that so much more refreshing than going around wanting to meet all of these uh, ideas of what people would like totally. to be accepted? You know, totally. and you, the feeling of like knowing that you have to live your life. And there's so many people who are out there in the world who believe that every day they get up, they have to meet the approval of someone. So it's like approval points. You get like a certain amount of approval points. That means you're liked. So if you get a certain amount of likes per week, that means you can love yourself. And then if you love yourself, that's one week. And then at the end of the week, you know, you let's say for instance, you do something and someone's disapproval of it. So you go down in loving yourself. And then you have to build up again. So you got to do make all these choices. Maybe you buy a new car. Maybe you have a new watch on. Perhaps you get that new bling. And then all of a sudden, everyone's looking at it and thinks you're amazing and whatever. So now you get up in your like points. Then you go again. Now you're back in the love groove. And all of a sudden, now you feel like you're somebody again. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's a yo-yo effect. The because, not enoughness. The yeah. not enoughness. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Yeah, because you're living your life. You're living your own value of self love towards yourself and how someone reacts to you. Totally. And I think and that's something else I wanted to ask you too. Because do you find? Because I get this. Um, I, I used to get. It, I don't get it anymore. But I used to get it, where a lot of healers will not be who they are. And they don't last very long in the role of healing or health and wellness and stuff because they, they keep looking for their validation on how people receive their healing or receive their knowledge or yes. receive that. What would you say to them? Yeah, well, you know, it doesn't work. <laughs> One of the, You know, I'll give a really like simple example. Whenever I'm in a session and I, and I see someone in their in their not enoughness, when I'm in that space of they need my help, I need to heal this, I can be the one to do it. They've got to cry, they've got to shake, what, whatever it is, This these very human egoic to thoughts that are like, I'm going to be the way that they can get this. And if I don't, then I've failed. Then exactly. nothing happens. It's like I've disconnected from the power source. And then I have to come back to myself and it's like, okay, wait, wait, wait. I got to remember here, it comes through me. It's not me. Mm-hmm. So if I just sit here and just be the transmitter of something that comes through me and I just let it go where it needs to go, then miraculous things happen that go way beyond anything that my human mind could have projected, way beyond. And, and it really also, you know, I think it comes back to if we see people in lack and we see people and like they need me to heal them or they've called me because it's my job to do this or whatever that is, then we see them from a lack perspective. And I think of, Honestly, I think of Jesus a lot because I've really looked at him as a healer that I'm like, wow, what is it that enabled someone like Jesus to do such powerful healings? And I really believe that one of the ways was because he didn't see people in anything but their wholeness. Mm -hmm. So when you're in that reality of just complete wholeness of yourself and of others, there's nothing to do. You're just there and you're the source, not the source, you let source run through you. And then actually then you become source because it's all connected then. Mm. So I've been really finding that, you know, when I used to, because this was, I would say probably four or five years ago, when I was just starting to extend my own personal healing journey, I've been in my own healing journey since I was nine years old, self-studied. 
when I started to really come out with it, if you will, I really thought that I had to prove to people that I was good enough to do this mm-hmm. because I, me being that way for 20 years on my own, I now had to prove it on the outside world. And I realized I had no power because it was, it was an attempt to come from like my own physical body. And when I started to just surrender and be this channel and see where things go, which by the way, meant that I had to transform. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that a part of me had to die like a lot. Right. Um, and then be reborn. Then I had these experiences that were ineffable. I, I can't even explain them to people because they're beyond what my human brain could ever anticipate or perceive without spirit being there and working through it. Yeah, you had a what we call a call to the phoenix moment mm. where you had to like, you know, you had to die and, re- and, re- and, and, from, and take yourself out of the um, ashes and reborn yourself. But, you know, it's interesting because literally when you, and I want to go back to something that you were speaking on, so that was really beautiful and poignant, is that you mentioned about, you know, being in the healing process and when someone is putting themselves into that space, you know, when they're wanting to take that egoic behavior of I'm going to heal this person, that's when the it's they're, they're, they're removed from source. And it's like literally it's the it's the understanding of, you know, you're trying to heal the person versus accepting the healing. Yes. Right. So there's a trying. And that's like a lot of times I'll see that with my students when I train them in shamanism is that when I'm teaching them how to access powers and stuff and they're trying to push the energy, yes. the energy doesn't go anywhere. Yep. When they accept the energy, yes. the energy shows up. Yes. And I think that's something we have to really look at in life, don't you think? Complete. It's the complete metaphor for life. Right? I mean, like, 100%. right? Because if we can then embody that every single day, totally. are we trying to get this job? Are we accepting it? Totally. Are we trying to to make uh, to bring love into our life, or are we accepting love into our life? Yeah, yeah. You know, and th- there's an interesting picture that comes into my mind when you say that because there's something also to be said about letting things flow through you, right? And how that is a metaphor for life in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And I feel when I am working with someone and 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 myself, and I see that they're fighting, let's say. Like there's a fear that's coming up. Like they can feel the transformation coming and they're like, oh man, there's something scary here. And they and you can see it in their face. They're wincing. They're, they wanted to push it down. Maybe it's old memories that are coming up. But you can see there's like a, a fight there of like, I don't want to go there. And then the the lesson there I find every time is just let it come up. And sometimes it actually, the way that I experience it, it feels like death. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I feel like I'm dying right now. And when you let that come up and it moves through you, then it releases and it goes and and you're free of it. Yeah. And I find that a lot of times when we speak of that as a metaphor in life, it's like we, we don't want those like icky feelings to come up because we're like, wait, we're not supposed to feel that way. That's not what goodness feels like. That's not what healing feels like. It's like, actually, no, that is that is what it is. It's allowing ourselves to be so present and so fully in the oneness that those things that are not of our healing can move through us instead of, oh, I don't want to feel that. That feels icky. I don't want to allow that. And so when I think about that metaphorically, like in life, there's a lot of things that when we talk about allowing healing so that we can have this job or have this love, it's also like being really present to those things that are out of alignment with those things and letting those things pass through. But you have to actually be with that. So if there's something that, you know, if there's something in your life you want to attract, like let's say your love, your partner, 
And you're not really being with the parts of you that are not that because it feels too icky to go there instead of actually being with that and letting it move through you and letting it be released so that you can allow the healing to arise. Then I think that is where there's some kind, sometimes a disconnect. Does this right. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I did a, I did a workshop in uh, LA. The first thing I did with all my students is I said, I want you all to write on a piece of paper. I hate my life because... I love that. And they were like, uh, where I was like, I? go ahead. I hate my life because, and then they all wrote and they're like, oh my goodness. Like I had no idea. Like one woman said that she hated her life because she didn't have the things that her sister had. Wow. You know, another guy wrote, he hated his life because he wasn't getting, um, the girlfriend that he thinks he should have. So that was the reason why he hated his life. But when you got when he got to that point and like literally write it down, I hate my life because instead of it's like it's the whole it's the mentality that we all really want to go to, but we choose not to go to because mm-hmm. it looks scary, mm-hmm. right? But it's it's so much better. Like I had this girlfriend a long time ago, and we had this wonderful relationship because we 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 basically had this 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 clause in our relationship called the brutal truth, mm. and so anything I would do, she would tell me exactly what she felt about it, no sugarcoating, just straight how she felt about it. Mm. And what it did was it helped me. It was better to have it that way than have her be passive aggressive or hold it in and get angry at me. But you know, she just basically would say to me like you're being really selfish right now. Mm. And that's the, what that's what I'm perceiving. Mm. And then I would look at it and go, yeah, I am. You're absolutely right. And now let me look at what that's about, right? Versus her just holding it in and then letting it build up and then getting upset with me later about it. And so what I learned about was that is that I started realizing that a lot of the spiritual teachings that I've learned, both in shamanism, but also just studying other people's religions and belief systems and cultures and philosophies and whatnot, I realized that a lot of people do this song and dance Mm -hmm. and the song and dance is around the issue. Instead of just writing down, I choose to be fat because I choose not to have money come in because totally, you know, and just go straight in it. Just, just like, just like this jump into that, to that, to that space, see it. And now you know what you need to put your energy to. Yeah. Why do you feel that people are having a difficulty and just getting straight in it? (laughs) That's a good question. I think in some ways there's ignorance there. I don't think people have been taught that this is an opportunity for them to transcend. I also think that culturally speaking, at least in the Western world, you know, we're kind of a, we're kind of softies, you know, there's, there's this, this cultural norm of just like, we're okay. You know, I actually just had a retreat that I taught in Ibiza and I was like, if anybody tells me they're okay, then that's where we're going in. Like I'm good. I'm all right. I'm fine. Speak on it. I'm fine. Ooh, that is so dangerous. Or I don't really feel anything. Okay, that's where we need to go. So, you know, when we feel fine and we feel good, it's actually that veil of like, I'm actually super angry. I hate my life. I don't want to be with my husband. I hate the place that I live or whatever. Totally denying it and covering it. So that we can't actually get to what's happening. So I think that that, to me, that seems like a cultural phenomenon that we kind of just, you know, when you ask somebody, how are you doing? I'm fine. Mm. That's where we kind of stay. But actually, I'm pissed is where you're really at. And to go back to what you were saying about allowing the healing or allowing the love or accepting it, like that, when you actually admit where you're at to yourself, that is acceptance. That's how you get the help. 
from spirit when you actually are where you're at. Because then you can just align with your spirit. It's like there's this resonance now of, wait, this is where I'm at and I'm accepting that I want this to actually change and I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable to what that means. Then you change, then you shift. I love how you're smiling at me right now. Yeah. Do you see me smiling? I'm, I'm in complete awe of everything you're saying. And I'm just like, I just, I'm just, I'm like, in, mean, I'm in a soul groove right now yeah. with everything you're saying. So all it. I can do is just smile. I love it. All I can do is smile. That is so wonderful because it's so true. And, you know, I love the way you speak. I love the way you think. And I love the way you're answering these questions because it's so beautiful to your mind is so open and so filled with so much knowledge and just all this streams of information coming through to the tribe. I'm really grateful to Thank have you, you here. So Thank you. yeah, exactly what you were saying. You know, it's it's that place that I, I honestly feel that and one of the questions I was gonna ask you is are we mature enough? Are we mature enough to handle someone saying, I'm pissed off? How's your day? Walking down the street. There's a guy. There's a girl coming down the street. Hey, how are you? I feel like shit. (laughs) You know? Um, (laughs) Hey, kids, how was your school today? Oh, it sucked. You know, the teacher was so mean to me. And, you know, and you kind of were annoying this morning in the car. (laughs) Are we mature enough? Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting because I think with maturity, then it's, it's, Letting yourself actually be where you are to then know that that is just the starting place, right? Because if if that was it, then, well, what do you do with that, right? But when I say, actually, no, I'm really sad right now. I'm, I am sad. I'm done pretending that I'm okay. I'm actually really sad. But knowing that then that's the beginning, like from there, you can move through it. And if you if you lack the the knowledge of that, then 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 you're reactionary. Like, ah, what? You're disrespecting me. You're not appreciating me. No, that's the starting point. I'm sad. Actually, I really don't feel like this school is right for me, mom. That's the truth, and I'm not happy. Oh man, now we can actually move through that. So if if we just start to understand that it's not the stopping point, but it's actually the place from where we can move forward and we can go through, then that's when expansion, possibility, limitless energy is available to us. But if we are in this mindset of, okay, this person is mad at me and now what? Because I'm making it about a stuck place a not enoughness, Mm. a place about it's about me instead of now I have a point to jump off of into limitless opportunity. I think that it's really about understanding that. I don't know if that answered your question, but... Yeah, uh, it did. Uh, The thing is, and also I just want to add to that too, because it's like, do I feel that we are mature enough right now? I believe that we have the capacity. Yeah. Do I believe that people are exercising it? No. I have this belief, I call it the hangman. Mm. Okay, and the hangman is anyone who, when you like, for instance, like when someone is exuding emotions, Okay, like I'll give you a perfect example. I was in Turkey. I was walking with my girlfriend down the street. We're having this deep conversation about stuff. And she turned to me and she goes, you know what? You're making me feel like shit right now. And I looked at her and I go, no, I'm not making you feel like shit. You're making yourself feel like shit. Mm -hmm. You're pulling the hangman right now. Mm -hmm. I'm just being me. 
showing up as me. Mm-hmm. You obviously have a problem with me showing up as me. And now you want me to be emotionally held hostage to your choice of selection of emotional uh, response that you're giving yourself. Totally. These are your perceptions. You have totally. a book of all the many different emotions you can choose. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to be open. You can choose to be like, okay, I'm, I'm curious. I want to ask more questions about what we're talking about. But you choose to be hurt and you're going to blame me for hurting you for just being me. Totally. You're hangman. Totally. I love that because you're not looking at where you really are. Where are you really at with yourself? That's what one of my teachers says this. Where are you with you? Where are you at with yourself? She's always, I, I want to speak to self right now. And where are you at with yourself? And I'm always like, ooh, what a good question. Let me, let me be with myself. Where, yeah. where am I at with myself right now? <laughs> And then from there, again, then we can move. Right. We can't move forward if we don't have a well awareness of where we're really at. And you know, something that I wanted to kind of throw back to you as a question is, I find that one of the trends in wellness right now is, you know, speaking of things as though they are, and I really like that and I use that a lot, but in a way that's like, we're going to just, we're going to say that we're this until we can get to this, you know, fake it until we make it, which has its own power. So where do you find is that line between these two principles being actually where I am so that I can move forward? And then this new idea of, I can actually say that I'm this to become this. I'm, I'm curious what your stance well, is. Well, you know, it's, a, it's really funny because um, I always have this belief that people, you know, have this idea where they're thinking that this golden scroll is going to come out of the sky and tell them exactly who they are. And, and I feel like spirit, God, the divine is asking you to tell yourself who you are. Who yes. are you? Yes. You can be anything you want to be. Who do you want to be? Yes. Right? And I think that's what it comes down to. I don't know about fake it to make it. I think that if you fake it to make it, you're, then you're just faking it and right. you ain't making it. <laughs> Right? This is like fake it to make it. You better bake it because, you know, you can't shake it because you can't take it. (laughs) Put your steak in it. (laughs) Throw a little bit of rhymes in there. But no, but seriously, like, I feel that what happens is is that people get really caught up in the whole fake it to make it. But why are you faking it? Period. You need to claim it, proclaim it, honor it, hold it, you know, embody it. So that way you are literally being who you are. That way there is no fake it to make it. Right? And I think, so that's my, that's my position on it. I think what happens in society is that a lot of people don't understand is that they're looking for someone to tell them. It's like the, it's, I call it the yellow brick road syndrome, right? So the yellow brick road syndrome for me is basically like when Dorothy got to the yellow brick road, she could have found her way to the witch's place. Like she didn't need Glenda to come up on her and be like, yo, you know, follow the yellow brick road, Dorothy, follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> no, she knew she could have found her way. She had intuition. She knew how to get where she needed to go. Totally. But she was like, but what, 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 what? The situation for me was that she needed this yellow brick road to guide her. Mm. So she, so basically, she needed the the road to guide her instead of trusting her own intuition to guide right. her. She needed outside exactly symbols, yeah. and it's the whole thing. It's like it's like playing the damsel in distress or the guy in distress. It's like I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what this. I don't know what to do that. So everyone's like looking for Mister Mister. Um, I know what to do for you. Do come in and do the do for them and tell them, hey, you know what. Uh, I know which way to go. Follow the yellow brick road. But that, that you know what? Honestly, like in shamanism, we have this belief, which I think I told you earlier before we started even getting into the share, which is literally like everyone in the tribe is doing their thing. The person who's not doing their thing, that's the person who's going to be the next shaman. Yeah. It's a person who's willing to get off the road. The person who's willing to totally. say, I don't need the yellow brick road. Thanks, Glenda. I don't need that yellow brick road. In fact, 
I got my own compass inside. Yeah. I got my own intuition inside. Yeah. And that thing is going to guide me not only to the witches, not only to, I don't need to go to Oz. I know where the witch is and I already know how to deal with her. Right. Because that's how much <laughs> wisdom I'm pulling in. Right. You see? Totally. Because that's when you're in, that's when I call let go in the flow, right? When you're let go in the flow, you recognize that you're in, you already are embodying all the maps that you need to yes. go where you need to go to yes. get where you need to get. Yeah. So, People feel like they have to look for someone to come and bring a map. Like you need someone to bring a map to steer your ship. Mm. You already know. Totally. You already have this internal compass. So I, I feel like, you know, talking about that, because I want to hear you speak on it. You know, what? why do you feel people are not trusting this internal compass? Yeah, because I don't think they actually are being with where they're at. That's the starting point. Where am I with myself? How do I actually feel? Not because I'm attached to that and that's my identity. But because I understand that this is where I'm at and now I can let that go. These are the stories that I'm telling. This is the identity that I have taken on, that I have accepted. And now once I come into awareness and presence is really, I think, the doorway to all of this, into full, total presence, infinite possibilities open up. And those things that I'm ready to let go of can move through and I can release them. And now, boom, I get to choose. I get to look at, okay, what do I want to take on? What identity would I like to dress in today? Or what do I say that is mine now? Who am I? And then we get to choose because we're aware of what we have been holding on to and what we have been disallowing. So I think the biggest thing for me, you know, I do I do a breathwork practice that really helps me with this because it's so metaphorical. It's like, it's um, holotropic breathing. I don't know mm. if you're familiar with it. I'm not, but um, my niece needs that. So she's oh. been talking about. So if you're doing any classes coming yes. up in LA. Yes, well, I'll come and do it with you guys because be that great. would be special. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that it really supports me in doing is it really brings me into my body. See, I think also one of the trendy things right now is clearing the mind. And that's like the access point of the Western world, which to me feels very masculine, right? And and this is not this is not to throw shade on, you know, those those different modalities. But what I'm finding is that this is just one of the starting points for us because what I think we can do to go deeper is actually get into our bodies exactly. so we can transcend yep. the physical world by going into it so deeply. So I do this breath work and now I'm I'm really present to the fact that oh I have I have left shoulder pain and this is communicating something to me and oh actually I'm freaking nervous right now and okay what's that about and then this information starts to rise because I haven't been in busyness where I'm pushing it down where I'm not listening but I'm I'm so present that oh okay now I'm seeing what's going on with me wow I'm anxious wow I've been telling stories about what my you know my grandfather said I was or, or whatever it is and then we can let it go and really be in our body. And then we start to feel into oneness like, oh, wow, I, I'm, I am this body, but I'm also more than this body. And wow, now I get to choose. So for me, that is like a really great practice and a metaphor for understanding that once I become fully, fully present and aware, I get to then choose, but it comes from a feeling place and really being in it instead of thinking it, mentalizing it. And I think that when we get lost into the mental space, I think that's actually one of our lesser powers. I think we have way bigger powers than our mental powers, actually. And we start to actually get into this feeling place. Then we can start to move through the energy instead of just thinking about the energy. Mm, I like that. I like that. It's very, that's a very surf mentality. 
Hmm. I like that very much. <laughs> I'm going to call that the surfer. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm going to throw a curveball in here for a second. Please. Um, let's talk orgasms. Ooh. Right? I was not expecting that. Yeah, that's okay. why I said curveball. I'm throwing a curveball with my Metallica shirt here. I've been here. working with this lately, so let's talk about it. Spirit's like, it's time for a curveball. It's time, to, it's time to shift gears. So I'm going to throw a curveball. So we're going to talk about orgasms. Okay. There's a lot of women right now and some members of the tribe who are listening right now, a lot of women are not experiencing orgasmic pleasure. Mm-hmm. Speak on it. Well, this is something that this year I've really had the pleasure of getting to enjoy with my partner. And it's, it has a lot to do with what we're talking about. And that probably is why it's just got thrown into the conversation because this state of allowing, but also really knowing where you're at with things and being fully in your body and allowing that energy to move through you that is the metaphor for life, but that's also what an orgasm is about. And it's really been interesting for me because, you know, I've always been a pretty free thinker. I've been very spiritual my whole life, but orgasms were very difficult for me with a partner. I mean, not when I was a kid and I was able to do it on my own, but with a partner as an adult woman, it was like, oh man, I don't know if I can allow this. And what I've realized is for me in the past year, a lot of this speaks to me just being able to allow energy to run through me and to accept love and to allow myself to be in a state of pleasure and bliss and to really to be in my feminine and to allow energy to come into me and then move through me. And that can feel very vulnerable at first, but then I've since realized it's literally the most powerful thing on the planet. Right. I mean, so, I mean, if we look at it, right, if we look at like orgasm as like a river of power, right? And that the, you know, the, I call it Jai Jai power, right? So Jai Jai power is like this word I came up with because I feel like a lot of women need to step and own that Jai Jai power, mm. right? And Jai Jai power is this, is this river of life that flows through your vagina into your abdomen, and then into all the different areas of your body that awakens your intuition, opens up your energies, and allows you to become completely sensory aware Mm -hmm. so that you're literally building the highest level of sensorium in Mm -hmm. your ability, right? But a lot of women put rocks and dams inside of that river, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. block it. And then it creates all kinds of imbalances. So some of the imbalances could be cysts in the ovaries, fibroids, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, over a long period of time, you could have ovarian cancer, Mm -hmm. breast cancer, all of these different things, Mm -hmm. because the aspect of that is connecting to your heart awareness, right? Heart awareness is connecting to the idea that you feel safe to express yourself without fear. Yes. Right? So the ability to express yourself without fear is the same thing you're able to express yourself without with pleasure. Yeah. Right? And so if you're blocking there, you're blocking in your heart. Yes. That's the reason why breast cancer shows up. Yes. Right? Because it's all connected to the upper respiratory yes. area, the upper um, heart area. And so we look at heart chakra energy. We look at second chakra. Second chakra, sacrum, which is the sadvatana, heart chakra, which is the anahata. These two energy forms, right, are directly linked together. Mm-hmm. And not even for guys, too. Mm-hmm. So like, for instance, uh, for a male... When we are in eager process of wanting to get the person off sexually or to stimulate them to, so we can feel ego gratification that, wow, we're guys, we've got amazing cock and we're so good at what we do. Look at the woman or look at the person who we're with. It doesn't have to be a woman, it could mm-hmm. be another man mm-hmm. or whatever. They're, they're having this intense you know, experience. We're, we're the man. 
right. which completely desensitizes our cock mm-hmm. and desensitizes our heart. Mm-hmm. So we're not embodying our heart because the tip of our head of our of our of our um, penis cock, whatever people want to call it. You know, I'm, I've been told to call it penis, but I, you know, it's a weird <laughs> word for me. But now I'm gonna go with what I want to call it. Yes, please. The head of the cock is literally the um, the stimulating point to the heart. Mm. So that creates uh, an awareness of the heart and mm-hmm. therefore opens up the heart. So mm-hmm. literally, we have these two functioning aspects where the understanding of orgasm for women is to flow. The understanding for orgasm for men is to withhold and then to let go. Mm-hmm. So it's the, it's the presence of recognizing and then letting flow. Mm-hmm. But if we look at conversation, right? We look at conversation and we look at we look at what's happening in the world. We look at how people are operating in the world as far as communication, how they're operating in integration, handshaking versus hugging, mm-hmm. people communicating from a place of fear instead of letting themselves feel safe to express mm-hmm. because they know that the person's going to love them and accept them mm-hmm. or they're going to love and accept themselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Don't you feel, I just want to hear your thoughts on it, that they're all generally linked together? 100%. I mean, these... I always say these things are always a micro of the macro. So it's like you get to use this as a microscope to be able to see the larger outpicturing, the movie that's playing. And so I actually, in sex, I get to actually really see how I'm being in life. That's a, It's a really great opportunity because if I'm not going with the flow, it's like, oh, this is information for how I must be showing up in life. Mm-hmm. Same thing if you're doing your yoga practice on the mat. You know, if you're having a hard time with balance, it's like, hmm, maybe I'm having a hard time with balance in my life right now. Mm. Um, but I have to say... It's that's a good one. Yeah. Something that's really happened for me this year. I mean, I, I love that you linked these very physical um, ailments to this ability to let this love flow because a lot of times people don't want to hear that. It's like, no, I have breast cancer because it runs in my family. I have breast cancer or I have this disease because of a physical reason. And, you know, one of the messages that I think is really being released right now is that it starts with energy. It is energy first. We're not saying that the physical ailment is not real. We're just saying that it did start with an energy blockage to begin with. Whatever that might be, if it started as young as six years old, or if it's just withholding what your true passion is in life, and then that starts to build up as actual heart problems, which by the way, I have a crazy story about that for another time. But I do find that what I have seen um, from allowing energy to flow in my life has allowed me to allow that in my sex life, in my sexual energy, in my ability to accept my own orgasms with a partner that's been mirrored in my life. And so I was seeing that already in my life. And now I'm starting to see that in my sex life, which it's all the same, right? That just like Tantra is not just in the bedroom. It's everything. That's right. So um, it's been really interesting to see how that has been mirrored. But, you know, one of the things that I find with myself and one of the things I've had to really work through is how this is connected to the heart and my ability as a woman to accept love to be loved. You know, I've had the ability to just love, 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 send it out, send it out, send it out. But it's been very different for me in this past year to actually let it be a two-way street and to be in my feminine with that. I have the same thing. 
do you? Yeah. So like, uh, <laughs> how can I explain? So when I'm being sexual, I'm, I have very ritualistic ways about me. So I can't just be with someone sexually just for the sake of being with them sexually. I'm a ritualist. So I'm a person who brings fruit to the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, oil. I pour oils on your body. Mm-hmm. I do things mm-hmm. very ancient way, mm-hmm. like Egyptian, Sumerian, the old times of Mesopotamia. Mm-hmm. I'm very much about the massaging, mm-hmm. talking through the body, like let's create money by being in this energy together. Um, I'm going to move these energies through your body. It's not just about the sex thing. But what I realized is that I am literally a ritualistic um, server Mm -hmm. when it comes to everything sexually. Mm -hmm. I don't let it be done to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that also transcribes in my life as well. Mm -hmm. Because I'm constantly giving and sharing and loving and so forth. But I don't have it showing up in the way that it could for me. Yeah. So it's interesting that you're saying that because one of the lessons that I've been dealing with in the past, I'd say months, has been about being able to receive that level of nurturing, that level of connectedness, like Mm -hmm. having someone ritually do it to me Mm -hmm. versus me just always being the one, you know, running and holding the show. Totally. You know, like I say the show, but the experience, you know? Yeah, totally. And, um, and being comfortable in that vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? And realizing that I actually do take, I take a feminine masculine aspect mm-hmm. um, when I'm dealing with people and when I'm dealing with anything intimate. Mm-hmm. And what I need to do, or which would be nice for me to do, or I could choose to do, is you get rid of the need and just get into choose. Mm-hmm. I could choose to welcome in to be the the, the feminine aspect in the masculine aspect in both passive and passiveness. Yes. Allowing someone to touch me, massage yes. me, you know, do things to me. Yes. Instead of me always being the initiator. Yes. And I initiate everything. Yes. From from like what I'm doing with friends. Yes. To activating new ideas for business. Yeah. To you name it. Yeah. How can I support the world greater? How can I support the community? How can I support the tribe? I'm the initiator. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be nice to to call that in for myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure same for you as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning, I'm watching myself. And I tell people all the time, the way you are when you're with someone sexually or intimately is the way you are with people in the world. Totally, totally. It's one thing that just came up is it would make sense that it's been the past month for you because Venus is in retrograde. So this is a really good time to look at how we're being in our romantic and and just relationships in general. So I think it's really interesting that you said it's been the past month. It's yeah. really cool. That's beautiful. I didn't know that. Yeah. But you know, it's it's interesting because that's also the balance of the masculine and feminine, right? And and one of the things that I got was it's not so much about just being physically penetrated, it's also literally having your energy be penetrated. So allowing someone to penetrate you energetically mm. is something that's really deep. And that's probably, deep that you just said that. Yeah. <laughs> As you're saying it, I'm like I'm like on a I'm on a cruise like, ship right uh, now. It's kind of like, you know, the boat's moving. <laughs> we just moved some of that in the room, but allowing that and and I think that also means that we we must have people who who are I, I don't know if I want to use the word worthy, but that's the first word that comes up, but I think to even transcend worthy who who match you. Because especially someone like you, the level of work that you've done, you need someone to match you to be able to penetrate your energy that way in a way that's safe for you to be vulnerable, right? Mm, and so that's actually a good one too. I like that. I'm gonna write that one I've down. That's I've really worked on um, in myself for the past year is really um, creating that energy within myself 
to allow someone to show up who can match me. I want to get penetrated. Yes. By someone who's my match. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Totally. I love that. I think it's I think the idea of being energetically penetrated is is a beautiful thing because it's only there's a sacredness in that energy and there's a sacredness in like how I how I carry myself as well. So, you know, I notice that if I'm intimate with certain people, some people I notice that they're intimate with me because I'm the shaman and I pick up on it, you know, mm-hmm. like I'll be like, oh mm-hmm. God, they're like, they're, I'm with the shaman, you know, <laughs> like, oh God, come on now, <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh, you're not, you're not getting the other aspects of my being, right. like totally. the little boy, there's totally. a woman in me, totally. there's an ET in me, to there's an angel you. in me, there's totally. a, you know, there's a wise old witch in me. Totally. There's all kinds of things totally. that make up who I am. There's a uh, king in me, an totally. uh, Egyptian king. So all of these different levels, you know, need to be penetrated. Yeah. And I think what happens is in society, we get comfortable with the fact that someone can penetrate one level. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, that's the one. That's mm-hmm. why I'm soulmate. That's mm-hmm. the one I'm going to be with. Mm-hmm. And then we end up realizing that we're in the relationship. We actually end up getting one aspect of ourselves fulfilled, but mm-hmm. we're not getting fulfilled in other aspects because mm-hmm. we weren't willing to show those other aspects mm-hmm. and let them be penetrated. Totally. Or if that person can penetrate those totally. things. I have a very strong understanding of no compromise which is I'm not going to open myself up and compromise to anyone or anything if it's not all levels of my being, mm, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have I have women who love me. I have men who love me. I'm, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter to me. I don't put like rules upon how love shows up. Yeah. But what one thing I do look at in the whole, in the whole big picture of it all is that are you showing up able to really see all of me? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be cool when I'm busting out with my action figures mm-hmm, and playing mm-hmm. with my toys right. and are you going to have this adult mind? Like, that's kind of weird because right. that's just not going to work for me. Right. I don't care who you are. Totally. You can be an ET and we and we can go on a date and if you make a comment like that, we're done. Totally. Right? And totally. I think what happens is, is that we don't hold strong to our core yeah. because we're so busy wanting to sell our core. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it comes from really being... With yourself, I mean, I, I, I don't like to make it sound so simple, but you know, I think when things have really shifted for me, it's been me coming back into myself and checking in what's going on here, and how am I really showing up? I mean, e- even if you just use like the the yoga practice as an example, when I practice my yoga, that's my way of really seeing where I'm at because it's a great microcosm for me to set up. I like to create these little microcosms that I get to look at so that I can see how I'm playing around in life, right? So it's like I create this little microcosm game where I get to spend an hour on a yoga mat so that I can see how I'm actually being all the time. So, you know, when I am looking at myself like this past year, I had a really big shift around who I attracted and romantically. And it happened with myself first because I had to really look at like, how am I showing up? Why have I been attracting what I've been attracting? You know, why am I not having orgasms? And not because of somebody else, what they're doing and how they're showing up, what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. And and really looking at that, being with that, and then letting that move through me when it was very painful and not identifying with the parts of it that were painful, but letting it actually just be a story that gets to now like move through and go to where it needs to go. Then I realize, okay, here, now I'm actually attracting a person who sees all of me because I've been looking at all of me 
And then when I get that, I'm like, oh, now I got to really show up because I get to really show up as what I've been asking for. So now I get this opportunity to do that. And I have to really look at, am I really showing up as all of me? Because I've got somebody who I've called in that I wanted to see all of me. So it's like this back, back and forth thing that happens when I start with, what am I actually cultivating right now? What am I actually working with? What am I emitting out? And then as I call it in, it's like a reflection for me to look at again. And then I come back to me. I don't work on it with that person. I don't say, this is how you need to look at me. This is how you need to treat me. I come back to me and I'm like, okay, so this is what I'm working with right now. Let me shift or let me keep growing this thing that I really like. Right. And what you're saying to yourself is, this is how you need, I need to treat me. This is how I need to love me. This yes. is how I need to give to me. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's brilliant. And I, I love it that you said it too. I just, I'm just going to just put my hands up for a second and just be like, yes. Yeah. Because that is, that is literally a huge thing, which I see people not honoring is that mm -hmm. they're constantly wanting to project this idea of their own inability to really honor and hold space for themselves. Yeah that they want other people to hold space for them mm -hmm. and then get mad at the world mm -hmm. and then say people aren't fair mm -hmm. and then say, oh, it's not okay. This person treated me this way. And I was like, no, you treated you that mm -hmm. way. Oh, my husband cheated me. I'm like, no, you cheated on you. Your husband mm -hmm. just played it out on the physical level. Yes. Right? It's like taking it to a level. See, now I'm, I'm hype. I'm, 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 I'm lit right now. Do it. Taking it to a level where we move beyond that idea of what I call, you know, suffering in vain to understanding that it's not about the blame game, but it's about us recognizing that the energy has come from us and we are actually projecting it into the world for other people to interact with it. Yes. So it becomes like me tossing you a ball and you're like, no, yo, yo, I'm gonna toss this ball back to you. This is your ball. You toss it to me. I'm gonna toss it back to you. But if you are, if I'm, if I'm choosing to look at it from the outside, I have to realize that that ball is coming back to me because it's actually it starts with me. Yeah. So we get into this, you know, this this very uh, interesting understanding because you know even with everything that's happening in the world right now, you know, with Trump and Erdogan and all these different people, Putin, all these different people mm -hmm. from around, all these different people, and there's more to say. And I'm not gonna give every name out, but basically, you know, everyone wants to point the finger outward and say, okay, it's them, it's them, it's them. Whereas in shamanism, we have this belief that there's at certain times and that evolution needs to take a huge jump. We there's a great agitator that gets put into place, yes. and that agitator comes in to agitate the very energies inside that the person didn't want to take responsibility for, yes. and takes the responsibility to to hold that energy yes. for the people to look at. Yes. So people are like, oh, it's Trump doing this, he's doing this, or this person's doing it, or Erdogan's doing this. But no, it's you who's doing it. Yep. You're doing it internally. Yep. It's being broadcast out into the synthesis of the universe collectively, and the agitator is now born. Yep. Now the agitator's in, in place. So we're not taking, taking responsibility for the platform for which the agitator's standing on is us. Exactly. And, and, that, and that, goes not, that goes with your family relationships, your personal relationships, your relationship to yourself, your relationship and when you're in the workspace, all of it is all connected. And mm -hmm. I think we have to become mature enough, yeah. right? Because I think it all comes down to maturity again. And what is maturity? The maturity is the ability to be comfortable mm. with truth. Mm -hmm. There's this movie called Cloud Atlas. I love this movie. Mm. And there's this one thing they say in the movie, and they say, speak in the true, true. You got, um, you know, the characters that are always like, yeah, you speak in the true, true. That's what I, I love that. And I mm -hmm. use that a lot, speaking the true, true. Because when you speak the true, true, 
right? The true true means that you are not afraid of the energy frequency that's coming to you for you to be able to go through your own heal, to, to, to heal, to transform, yes. to, to, you know, to elevate. Yes. Because the true true is coming your way. Yep. If you can't handle the true true, then you ain't going to do what you got to do. Yep. And I think what happens is, is we get caught up so much in the need to like, per, to, to defend, to protect. And we don't realize that we're not defending and protecting ourselves from the other people. Yeah. Who are we defending and protecting ourselves from? Right. It all comes from you. If it's in your movie, it's, it's you. If you see it, it's you. We created Trump individually and as a collective. And, and also what's really beautiful is when you find your, your, when you get into a place where you're conscious of what you're creating, that everything is for your use. Like, you know, when we talk about the trauma that we've been through in our life and we say, well, that was done to me, you know, when I was a kid, how could that be something that I created? I don't even go into that with anybody. I'm like, look, the second that you become aware of it, you get to use it now. It's like, are you going to use it or is it going to use you? Mm. And I don't mean people. I mean energy. Mm -hmm. So when you've created these circumstances, like my husband cheated on me, are you going to use it or is it going to use you? Because it's for your use, Mm. but it takes your consciousness and presence to use it. So you talk about Trump and it's like, we could be the victim of this and say, okay, okay, somehow I created this, but still he's, he's running the country. No, this is for your use. This is for you to be able to harness and move because you have dominion. So looking at these things as energies and saying, okay, it starts with me. So what in me is creating this out picturing that I'm seeing that in my daily life with myself on my mat, in the bedroom, in conversation, I'm able to use this to transmute. <laughs> Do you see my smile? Yes. <laughs> I, I feel like the Cheshire Cat from, from Alice in Wonderland. I can't stop smiling at you. Yeah. Because you're beautiful. You are simply magnificent thank you same to you feeling is feeling is mutual (laughs) thank you i appreciate that i received that so yeah exactly and what you said is literally mic drops because that mic drop that you just gave right now already has shifted so many tribal members right now who just heard that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you know how much how much pressure you just taken away from so many people right now who have put themselves in that line of fire Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. That they're doing to themselves. Yeah. That they're degrading and dismissing themselves. Yeah. Holding themselves back, limiting themselves, playing small for themselves. Yeah. Looking for outside people to validate and to give them and to fill up their vessel when their vessel can't be filled up because their 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 cup is too small. Yeah. Expanding that vessel. Expand that vessel. Yeah. You got a little tiny pond. Maybe you got a little cup. Maybe you turn into a pond. You got a pond, turn into a swimming pool. Swimming pool, turn into an ocean. Get bigger. Yeah. That's why I say everybody, I always, I always, my saying that I always say, and I, you know, people always laugh when I say it, but I call it being super giant, Mm. right? Take your size up a level, Mm -hmm. right? Become giants. Mm -hmm. Why can't we be, why can't this be the giant age? Yeah. Right? The giant age is when people stop playing small. They're mature enough to hear the truth. Yes. We're able to step into the place where we've had pain and uncomfortableness and dissension and lies and, and, and dismissals of, of, of truths to stepping in as giants and being like smashing that, yeah. right? With the lit hammer yeah. and bringing the truth in and riding yeah. the lit train all the way to happiness. Yes. yes. We have that ability. Yes. And you are such a leader of that. And I... I'm so excited. I look forward to actually doing workshops and events with you where we get to speak and talk to the people together. Yeah. This, this is a, this is literally a dynamic duel. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's relevant and it is reverent on every level 
I'm feeling completely on fire right now. I love it. And I'm so grateful and so honored to have you here. I feel very grounded right now. I feel very like present and grounded and I'm very grateful for that. You're a queen. Feels really good. You you are grounded, miss. Thank you. Yeah. Queens don't waste time on nonsense. <laughs> they focus on what's important. Right? I always say, I say people, when people say, I say, when someone says something crazy to you, you don't even have to open your mouth. You just smile and bow. Totally. Just smile and bow because you come from kingdom and queendom. So you you recognize that if you're kingdom and queendom, you are operating from a higher awareness. You have to understand where that person is at. Totally. You don't respond to that because if you respond to that, then you go where they're at. Because you identify with it. You know, the perfect example of this is, you know, sometimes when I'm in certain parts of the United States and I'm walking down the street, there have been men that will be like, hey, B, you know, or, what, or whatever. They whistle. And, you know, I don't answer to that. They're not, they're not talking to me, <laughs> you know? So it's that same metaphor of just like, you hear something, someone has something to project on you. The moment you answer, that's identifying. That's identification with what they say as though it's true. Oh my goodness, mic drop. <laughs> I just got to let people know when that mic is dropped so they can see it slow motion, yes. like, you know, in the movies and it just hits the thing and it bounces off the ground so like I that. I even answer to that. Exactly. Speak on that because the thing is, is that people will answer it and they don't even realize that the moment you answer it, when people always say, oh, I don't resonate with this and I don't resonate with that. I'm like, no, you're actually resonating with it mm-hmm. because you're answering to it with your mind. Mm-hmm. You're answering to it with your energy. Yes. Literally holding down space for the very thing you don't like. Yes. And also that can happen in the internal landscape as well. This is something that my teacher and I had talked about a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about self-doubt. So when that voice of doubt comes up and you answer it to try to tell it off, that's identification with that same voice. It's the same, I'm not enoughness that tries to answer the part that questions, are you enough? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm over here like, you know, I've had, and this is actually something I feel like I've actually recently transcended and it's beautiful because I would have this voice that would come up for me that would say, well, are, are you sure that you know this this enough, well enough to really step into this role? And and the the part of me that is thinking that I'm trying to be empowered is like, yes, I'm smart enough. I've done this. I've done that. You can do this. No, 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 no. Now when I hear that, I'm like, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not talking to me. That's right. You came to the wrong house. <laughs> yeah. You came to the wrong door. I don't even need to answer or defend. That de- decline... So, you know, I'm going to add to that. So you, what I do, and so in shamanism, what we do is when there's a voice that comes through that says that, I go, do you need me to take you to the light? You Ooh, obviously are a disembodied that. spirit that wants to share its story with me. You want to share your story with me. And, but the thing is, I know who I am. I See, I'm a being of love. To a whole nother so level. I'm going to help you to the light. I I'm going to bring you home to heaven. So I'm going to open up the gate for you and you can go home now. I love that. I redeem you. I love that. So yeah. So anyway, so I I I, I get it, and I, I love what you said because we speak in the true true. We are speaking the true true. Yes. <laughs> How can people get in touch with you? I mean, everyone in the tribe needs to be oh. up on um, up in uh, Milana Snow's uh, world. So Thank how you. can they how can they do that? So I would say first thing, um, a big shout out to all the practitioners on the planet that are interested in connecting and community, and um, and really resonate with the true true please go to wellnessofficial.co because we're ready for you. We're ready to really commune and to connect on a much global scale than we've ever had before. So that's really my first call to action there. Um, And then Instagram, Milana Snow, M-I-L-L-A-N-A. 
SNLW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I respond to every single comment, every single DM. Um, you can message me straight from my Instagram. So please, if you have any questions, any thoughts, any places or people that you'd like to connect with for wellnessofficial.co, I'm absolutely interested in connecting with you. So thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to all the wonderful things that we get to share together. Thank you for being a part of the tribe and thank you for being on this planet and holding space for all of us. All right. So how amazing was that tribe? Today's share was the Today's Flare. Super powerful, lit AF, as you know. This is what we're talking about. This is how we throw down the true true. This is how we do what we need to do because we are walking into a place of recognizing that it's time for us to see this amazing giant that we are. And Milana brought that information to you on such a level of true, true, that now in the core of your being, you know what to do, do. And this is what it's about, is keeping the tribe on fire. Remember, everything that's not working in your life and not operating your life is because you are putting energy into something that you know you need to burn the house down. And it's time to burn the house down and set it on fire so you can build a new foundation and build that foundation on love. And that's what it's about. And we've learned so much from this powerful, amazing, powerful woman who's come here to light us up. And I know you feel lit because I feel lit. So please go and check her out. Be a part of what she's doing because she is a tribal member who's on fire and she's bringing true understanding and desire into the world in a greater way. And I think that's the way we have to keep it all the time, tribe, every day, true, true. So I love you. And if you aren't following me, on Shaman Dirt to get my my messages, get into my IG lives where I put you on lives so you can tell the tribe all the messages and teachings that you have for us. Please do so by going to Shaman Dirk on Instagram. If you want to get involved in training classes, go to shamandurek.com, sign up on the mailing list so you can see where I'll be, what I'm doing, how we're doing it. And let's keep this fire alive, you know? Let's keep burning the fire higher and higher. That's what it's about. I love you. I love you, love you, love you. And until next share. I'll see you soon. Bye.